Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. I was made to love you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Cassandra Perkins. You're here with us on Behind the Mask. I'm so glad that you are here to listen today. We on Behind the Mask tell stories of hope and encouragement and inspiration. And I I think truly inspiration is is the main word because my guests all truly have these stories where, you know, they have had to go through something difficult in their life. They've had to go through an obstacle in their life. But through that, they have discovered their passion. And not only have they discovered their passion, they're now sharing their passion with others. And I I think that truly, truly represents what this show is and especially my guest for today i have wayne cannell on my show who has been on my show before and he's actually here in studio with <laughs> us thrilled to be back yeah absolutely wayne and he is just so incredible he is the founder and president of the invisible disabilities association and um, i'm just so glad to have him here and be able to talk talk about it um, and we have mandy harvey as well here in studio and she um she was able to talk to us on the phone last interview so she was able to be on my show as well. And uh, because it's Invisible Disability Week, I thought that we would bring them all back um, and be able to talk to them really about how invisible disabilities have impacted each of their lives. So thank you guys both so much for being here today. Thank you guys. Thank you, Cassandra. Absolutely. So Wayne, let's talk to you for a little bit. Um, you know, I know that we've had you on the show, like I said before, um, but I would love to talk a little bit of really about what the Invisible Disabilities Association is and why this is something that you felt your passion and some Something that you wanted to create you know what came about where this is something um you know is was this a difficult part you had to go through in your life where you found a way to bring others together who are going through similar situations why was the invisible disabilities association created well first i want to tell you so what is an invisible disability which is always the question that people ask and an invisible disability is really really the invisible symptoms of an illness so uh, you may see uh, somebody using a cane or a wheelchair or something. That's a very visible sign. But what if they have chronic pain or brain fog or uh, neurological conditions or bipolar or PTSD? I mean, there's a million different conditions that we can't see. And it's those things that people don't understand. And that's why, uh, actually why we for- formed the organization. Um, my wife has a multiple sclerosis and Lyme disease. I met her in 1992. And she, at the, the year before, was permanently disabled with those. But if you looked at her, you wouldn't know. No. And so she coined the phrase invisible disabilities in 1996 because we'd park in disabled parking and people would scream at us. They're like, you can't park there. You're not in a wheelchair. Right. And the reality was she was in pain from head to toe. Um, and still today, even today, she's a, this is a, you know, a, every moment is always a daily struggle for her. But if you looked at her, 
you wouldn't know. Uh, right. In fact, we, we, we even wrote a book called But You Look Good because right. people would say that. They would like, well, but you look good. Um, but it really is about understanding what people are going through and believing them because that's the bottom line. You know, if we believe people, it actually helps them in their health. But what happens is we have this, this big prejudice against people because we can't see. It's the person walking slow in the crosswalk, right? We're like, oh, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And we don't know what they're going through. You know, it's the person who... Um, you know, is at an event and, and they couldn't come to this other event, but they came to your event and then they couldn't go to your next event. And you're thinking, well, they just don't like me anymore. There's something wrong with them. We're not thinking about what they're going through. Um, so that's what Invisible Disabilities is really about. And what's exciting is this is Invisible Disabilities Week, the third week in October. Uh, every year is Invisible Disabilities Week. So cool in 2015 is that we actually have a, not only is the governor of Colorado, which is where we're, that's where I'm from and headquartered, but we got the governor of Hawaii and the governor of Wisconsin to also proclaim oh, it Invisible cool. Disabilities Week for 2015, which, uh, which is October 18th through 24th in 2015. So it's very exciting, but, but it is, it's, it's bringing visibility in some sense, right, to what people are going through. Um, yeah. We don't want them to suffer in silence anymore. You know, it's not, nothing's worse than people stop believing you and stop believing in you. And then the next thing you know, you're all alone. I mean, I've heard it said many times where people say, well, all they want is a, is attention. Yeah. You know, all they just want attention. That's why they're yeah. sick. You know, they t- well, it doesn't work because if that's all they wanted, then why would they become lost and abandoned? Because is what, that's what happens to them. Right. Is they, they don't get the attention. So they're not making enough for that reason because that's not working. They're not making it up at all. What they're doing is just something we need to believe people. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I'm sitting in this room and each of us in this room right now have our own unique invisible disability. Um, you know, your, your wife is going through what she's going through and she's such a beautiful, such beautiful woman. And, you know, but like you said, if you look at her first glance, you, you wouldn't think that you wouldn't know that you look at my mom, you wouldn't see, um, you know, her disability. You look at Mandy, you wouldn't see hers. You look at me and you wouldn't see that I'm blind in my left eye. I mean, you just don't see these things, um, which makes them invisible. But I think it's so true how, you know, when, like you just said, when, somebody's going through this that they find themselves alone they find themselves you know while your friends are all going out and doing what they're going to do you know going out going to parties whatever the case may be going out to dinners you can't necessarily do that if you're struggling with something so a lot of those friends um you know go away a lot of those people you know leave your life because they just don't quite understand so how do we find that support group where we come together and find like-minded people um and be able to support one another because i can see that every person sitting in this room has that support you know i support you and I support you and I support you and I love you guys you know so we're a group and and together with invisible disabilities I believe that we have come together as a group so how do we find those people you know just in our everyday life that you know we can relate to is it through invisible disabilities well that's a big part of it you know we have a huge online social network um, we have invisible disabilities community.org um, you can just go to our regular website invisible disabilities.org um, we've got a huge Facebook following we have almost 150,000 people but those people, right, they're, they're out there telling their stories um, because they want people to listen. And I think that's the biggest thing that we forget to do. You know, we hear this a lot. Um, well, somebody will say, oh, you know, all they ever do is talk about being sick. You know, I, it's depressing to me that all they, that's all they're talking about. But do you know the reason why they're talking about it? Because you're not listening. Yeah, they want if, support. If you would listen to them and validate and say, you know what, I can't believe what you're going through. I mean, I can't handle the pain that my wife goes through every day. I can't imagine what that would be like. I would be out cold, you know, and all the pain, narcotics or whatever wouldn't cover it. But the reality is, is that um, we need to start listening. In order to listen, though, what do you need to listen to somebody? What right give? What right do you have to walk up to somebody on the street and say, what's your problem, right? No, you have to be their friend. 
you have to value them as a part of this human race and that they were created with value, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the reality is, is when you, when you understand that maybe somebody who can't work, you know, for example, my wife or many other people who are unable to work because of the brain fog and the fatigue and the pain and those things, we look at them and say, well, they're unproductive, so there must be something wrong with them. Right. But the reality is, you know, they're, they're an amazing person. Yeah. And if you spend 30 minutes with them and you hear what kind of a great, quote, project manager they are because they have to manage their entire life and take this, you know, this this time and don't do this and try this. And, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to pay for it. But, but maybe that's really important. So maybe they want to come to your party, your birthday party, because they know that you're value to them, too. Um, but that's the only thing they can go to that year. Right. But that's how important it is. Right. Right. And they attend that one thing or they get out there and, you know, go to the grocery store one day. And when we, you know, praise them for that, you know, my family gets so excited when my mom can go into a restaurant and sit down and have a meal because we don't always get to do that. So it's just very encouraging to, you know, that to, to show her that this is, you know, you, you can do this, that you can do everything that you're going through. And, and for us to be able to be there and support her, I think is a huge part. But, you know, as we were just talking about, not all people have that support. That's right. People get put down a lot. So, you know, let's say that you don't have that support group around you, that you don't have those loved ones around you, you know, from your experience, Wayne, you know, with your wife and from an outsider point of view, you know, how do you feel that somebody can take that you know, attitude and kind of change it around and try to make their situation better. I mean, how do you do that? Is it reaching out to other people? It, it, it is. It is. It's, you know, we all need human touch in a sense. We all need somebody who believes in us. Um, you know, we have a new project that's going to be coming up called uh, the Caring Project. Um, our Ida Cares is what we call it, actually. And it really is about living well by caring well. But the key is, is when somebody cares for you, they've proven that it actually improves somebody's health. But how do you care for somebody? You know, sometimes it's very simple. It's just taking a meal once a month, you know, nothing difficult. Or if you're already going to the store, it's saying, I'll pick something up for you. I'm already going to the store. It's it's letting them know that they're real and they exist. It's even, you know, we talked about the birthday party earlier. Um, maybe what you need to do is that you set a kind of a pact with them and you say, you know what? I'm going to invite you. I go to three or four events a year. I'm going to invite you to every one of them. And we're going to make a deal. You can say no to every single one of them for the rest of your life, and I'll be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. What we do is we invite them a couple times, and then eventually we say, well, you know, no more. Yeah. You know, I, I did. Well, how come you didn't invite me? Well, I figured you couldn't yeah, go. Right. Well, we need to leave that up to the person with right. the illness. We need to let them decide how we can help them, right? Mm-hmm. We always say, well, I can, this is how I'm going to help you, versus why don't we say, how can I help you? What would make a difference in your life just today? What simple thing could I do to make a difference? Wow. And from an outsider point of view, that's, a, you know, a, a good thing to do, a good thing and, and a responsibility. But through that, I mean, we can help people. And, you know, I, you know, I, I went through my own invisible disabilities with being depressed and feeling suicidal right. and, right. you know, anxiety and all of this. You know, that was my own invisible disability when going through, you know, middle school. Right. So, to, you know, and I, I there were those people saying, oh, my goodness, you're just too negative for me. You know, I can't be friends with you anymore. I mean, I did see that a lot. I did see that out there a lot. So with invisible disability association what do you do and what can you offer to help people so uh, a lot of it is through our online resources you know we're an education and awareness and a connection organization so we've talked about connections earlier through our online social network where you can be part of 
a family that's online because we know a lot of these people can't get out on a daily basis. They can't go to a support group that's in a, a location because you may have 50 of them, three show up because you never know moment by moment or hour by hour. Right. We've got all kinds of great pamphlets online. We've got a phenomenal book called But You'll Look Good, and it's what to say, what not to say, and that's a huge impact in that relationship. And we've seen husbands on their knees asking their wife for forgiveness. We've seen wow. families come back together and be transformed by that. But this is why we're moving even to do the side of cares thing where we're going to actually help people learn how they're cared for, how they care for others, right? You know, because we need that language. We need to understand, you know, that there is something we can be doing. But it truly is about loving somebody, and that love is is action love. It's not just mushy, mushy, oh, right. I love you. Right. It's It means, you know, maybe I need to do a little sacrifice here. Not a lot, though. A lot of cases, it's not a lot. It's, I'm going to call you once a month just to check in on you, right. see how you're doing. You know, can I pray for you? Can I bring you a meal? Can I do something? You know, those little things that make a huge difference. Absolutely. You know, I see it in my own family. I see my father, you know, doing the dishes. I see my father having to go to the grocery store, having to get the stuff for the pets. I see him having to go through that. And, you know, I see, um, you know, from my point of view, having to take that next step up as well, you know, having to drive to get my sister from school, having to take that initiative. But through that, with the support from us, I feel that, you know, from an outside point of view, that it's working well for our family, that we're able to support my mom, that we're getting what we need to get done. Um, and we're a happy, loving family. So, you know, if everyone would just take that initiative and say, hey, I'm running the store, what can I get you? Those little, little things. Right. It truly makes a huge difference in those people's lives. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, we, we it's, it's, it's not right that we leave people alone, but no. we've, we've abandoned so many people. We've just told them, you know, we've told them in our society, in our schools, everywhere that in our churches that, you know, you don't matter anymore because you're sick. Right. It's like, you know, people didn't ask to get disability and be sick. You know, they didn't ask to to be injured. Um, we need to validate them where they're at now and say, but you matter to me. I care about you. You're important. Absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes it, it is about what we're going through um, that we can share with others, right? So that's a big part of obviously my passion is what we've gone through, my wife and I. And by the way, we're still going through a lot of it. I mean, she's, right. she's very sick right now. And, and, and when I say that, um, she's always been dealing with chronic pain all the time and horrific pain and been unable to work. So it's not like it's some new thing, but the reality is, you know, when you add stressors and stressors on top of that, you know, so it is being there for that person and let, letting them grieve by the way, because part of a grieving is, is that you lose who you were, right? Right. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll hear this a little bit from Mandy later. I mean, what happens is, is all of a sudden your dream is like, wow, this is my dream and I have to change my dream, figure out what that new dream is. Hopefully it's some of the same things. Maybe it's different. Lose yourself. But but depression, you know, we we anger, denial, all these things that we go through. And we always say to the person, well, be, come on, cheer up and be happy. It's like, come on, I've been in pain for 30 years. Can I be a little bit depressed? Right. Right? I mean, it's okay because they need to do that. But. It's, it's in a caring way. Right? Yep. You're going to be say, you know what? You're going through that. I'm going to sit with you during that time. And that's why that's such an important message to get out there is because people need to hear that. Not only the people who are going through this, but as well as the, you know, the bystanders, you know, right. the people who aren't necessarily straight going through this, you know, the family around them, the friends around them, that you can be there and support them and love them. We do have to take a break, but when we return, I want to talk a little bit more about what an invisible disability is. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Awesome. We'll be right back. 
getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. Is just a click away. There's no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The digital invasion is impacting families. How can parents stem the tide? Special guest Sylvia Hartfried shares next on License to Parent. I talk with a lot of students who tell me that their parents are the worst, you know, that the parent is the one that's texting and driving and that, you know, they've got their face buried in their phone and, you know, you've got to take the log out of your own eye. I was on my laptop until bedtime. I'm an author, a speaker. I've always got a project. And I was spending so much time doing good work. I wasn't surfing Facebook. I was working on my laptop. And my kids started looking at me and saying, look at mom, she's digitally invaded. And so I had to really close my lid and had to turn and say, I have got to be available. You know, I didn't know had, had my son been on the video game four hours, five hours. And so I'm challenging them, but I'm also saying that's been my challenge too. Hear the entire conversation with Sylvia Hartfried on our weekly half-hour podcast at LicensedToParent.org. Thousands of American troops have come home from the war with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injuries. I'm going to have my good days and my bad days, and I really don't like those bad days. Help the USO support these troops. Hear their stories at usoinvisiblewounds.org. You're listening to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am joined in studio by Wayne Cannell and Mandy Harvey. We have Mandy Harvey here as well. At 18 years old, she went deaf and is now an American jazz singer and songwriter. She's so incredible, and she's an ambassador for IDA, and I'm just so happy um, that they're both here in studio to be able to, to talk to us. So, Mandy, I'd just like to say hello to you as well. well. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited for Invisible Disabilities Week. Woo! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's a, it's a great week to be able to, to talk about this. So, Mandy, thanks so much for being in studio with us. So, Wayne, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about what the week is like of Invisible Disabilities Week, you know, what the week week is like, what goes on during a week. So um, Invisible Disabilities Week is the third week in October, as we kind of mentioned that before. But what happens is we normally end up that week with a gala and a um, uh, sometimes a symposium at the end of the week. And so a lot of people can't travel to Colorado to be part of those events. So we want to do something that's a virtual event because a lot of people with disabilities and invisible disabilities, they're at home, right? And the window to the world is the internet. But we wanted to find something where they could all participate. And so we actually have seven days uh, starting on that Sunday of um, Invisible Disabilities Week um, that where people can get involved. And, you know, we started out with Sunday's kind of the kickoff day where you can, you know, there's a little badge you can put up on your uh, Facebook page and your, your Instagram and all those other wonderful social media sites. Cool. Um, and then uh, um, Monday is My Story Monday. We want people to share the stories because that's a big part of it because sometimes, you know, like we said, people aren't listening. Well, 
Now's your opportunity to let them hear what you're, t- you know, what you're going through, and that's okay. We want people to do that. Tuesdays, tell a friend. Basically, it's just share share it with everybody out there. You know, tell a friend about Invisible Disabilities, invisiblediscabilities.org. You know, we're we're on all the social media, Facebook and and uh, Pinterest and uh, Twitter and the whole nine yards. So we we want people to uh, to tell a friend about that and our social network on Inspire, uh, which is invisibledisabilitiescommunity.org. So be part of that as well. On Wednesday is uh, Wear Blue and Wear Your Wristbands. And we've got these invisible, no more glow-in-the-dark wristbands. Everybody in the studio has got them today. <laughs> and um, it is a Wear Blue and really, um, you know, show, show your spirit for, for people with invisible disabilities. We want them to be invisible no more, right? right. And then um, Thursday is Thankful Thursday. We've been doing Thankful Thursday for a couple of years now. And that's where people just share what they're thankful for. And it's, it's amazing. Sometimes it's literally getting out of bed that day they're thankful for. Wow. Sometimes it's, you know, my kids came over the first time in 10 years. And I've heard that one. Or it's just, you know, hey, I went for a walk with my dog today. You know, whatever that is, um, it's just something to be thankful for because we really want to, not that it's that people don't count their blessings because they do. You know, we forget that people are, well, count your blessings. Well, the reality is they do every day. Every day. Those little things, those little triumphs. Um, you know, it may not be running an Ironman. It may not be, you know, climbing Mount Everest. Right. But the reality is, is right. that for some people, their Mount Everest was the fact that they were actually able to go to the store for right. the first time in a, six months, right? Even, yeah. Exactly right. So, and then Friday is what we call Five for Friday, and that's just to donate $5 to be part of that whole fundraising for the organization. It takes a lot of money to do social media and right. to do our website oh, and, yeah. and our books and all the literature. It's, you know, it's not for free. People think it is, but, you know, somebody's got to pay for that. And then um, uh, Saturday of uh, 2015, we're launching our IDA um, CARES uh, Day, and we'll actually have some questions about there talking about uh, whole caring and what that's about. Wow. So really, I see this as a platform for not everyone here in Colorado to be able to come together and really get support for whatever situation they're going through and find a community where they can come together and, and talk about what they're going through, a place where people are going to accept them and understand versus, you know, maybe not in their own home people understanding. Right. So to have that that option to be able to get out there and talk about how they're feeling is, is so great. Um, you know, I know that we talked a little bit about really illness, how illness is an invisible disability, but what else can an invisible disability consist of? Well, obviously you got chronic pain is as big as a big part of it. Um, in your, uh, your illnesses that impact uh, mental illnesses, you know, your bipolar depression. Um, I mean, it's really that invisible nature of an illness. That's why I talk about that because, you know, we see a person in a wheelchair and we think we know about them, what they can do, but if they do have PTSD or chronic pain, those are the things that actually limit them. You know, it's funny because in Colorado, if you're in a wheelchair, you can go skiing in a wheelchair. Uh, there are people that, that uh, there's a, like a rugby team. There's basketball, right? Yeah. So the wheelchair is not necessarily a limiting factor. But what if they have chronic pain? You know, what if they're dealing with brain fog every day? You know, we think of that with the military. We think about, you know, here's a big strapping uh, guy who's, you know, six foot two and he's so strong. But what if he's dealing with brain fog? And just that little trying to remember and think because he got a brain injury. You know, we look at him and we think, oh, he can do everything and he's amazing. But the reality is there are these times where this, this the, the cognitive, the invisible thing is what really limits what what he or she can do. So. Absolutely. So I know that you mentioned it briefly with, with your wife about how you would have to park in the disabled parking right. spot and people would look at you like you're crazy. You know, you're not allowed to park you, there. They scream at wow, you. Wow, wow. That and they, and they, uh, we haven't had this happen, but people, keys, cars have been keyed. In, and you, you can see on the Internet the, the, the notes that people put up. You know, we wrote, a, we wrote a pamphlet called Don't Judge by Appearances, and that pamphlet was written by my wife because of this whole issue, and that's how we found invisible disabilities. Right. The last line of the pamphlet says this, 
the person you're graciously trying to defend may be standing in front of you. Wow. Because the reality is it's an injustice. We don't want people to park there that don't deserve the right to park there. The problem is, is that when a person has a placard or a license plate, we don't have the opportunity to judge them for parking there. We don't know. They could be 16 years old. They could be uh, 80 years old. And we don't know by looking at them what's going on. And so, you know, do people steal those things? I'm sure they do. But the reality is we need to, we need to kind of err on the caution side and say, you know what, you know, Man, what a bummer they have to go through that because of the ridicule they have to go through. Absolutely. It's the same thing you when you have a service dog. Service dogs, they actually counsel people with service dogs to, to, to let them know that I'm not so sure you want to get a service dog because everybody's going to think, oh, it's just your pet or it's this or that. You know, and the reality is they tell them. You're gonna people are gonna say that you're just you know you're making this thing up so you can bring your your you know golden lab into the restaurant. The reality is is that people need those, you know, for mobility issues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mandy, did you have something to say? Yeah, I mean, I have a service dog myself, and she's a hearing dog. But because I don't, I, I don't know what a deaf person would look like. You know, right. I have people say, "Oh, is that dog in training?" And be like. No, she's working, oh, you know, wow. like, right. and then they'll, they'll pet the dog because they don't assume that I actually need the dog. So they right. just see it as a, as a pet, but she's got, she's got a code on that says, do not pet. She's working. And right. just because, you know, I'm not in a wheelchair, just because I'm not blind, you know, she's still doing her job, even though I don't look like I need her to. Right. That's an alert dog. So an alert dog, you also have alert dogs alert to people with seizures, people that have diabetes, you know, go, go in the diabetic coma. Those dogs alert. It's the same type of deal. You wouldn't know by looking at the person. Yes. But that's the same thing. You know, so it's that invisible nature that we don't understand. And so as a society, we need to start stepping it back and right. thinking maybe we should like ask first. But if we can ask the person then I better be their friend first. So if it's somebody I don't have time to be their friend with, then maybe I shouldn't say anything. Maybe I should just think, wow, I'm sure they're going through a tough thing in life, and we should just go with that instead of, of, you know, saying something that we're going to really regret because next thing you know, it's going to be out on Facebook that we wrote this really nasty note that we shouldn't have. You know? You know, it's a bummer that they went through it. We would want them to do the same when we're going through a difficult time as well. Absolutely. You know, I know that there was a video on the Internet that was pretty controversial, and a lot of people will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the name of the video, but in the video, this girl's specifically bashing overweight people and says that, um, you know, people with handicaps should be at the back of the parking lot because then they'll have to walk to the door to get exercise. And that just hurt my heart so much because this girl is unaware of really what's going on in that person's life, what they're going through, why they're parking there, and who they are as a person and individual what they're going through so that's why it hurt my heart so much but it hurt my heart because this girl isn't educated she has no idea she has no idea that that person could be going through something so I think it's things like invisible disability that when we come and you know bring attention to this that people will start to realize it Wayne we have about a minute left would you mind throwing out your information where can we can find IDA go to to invisibledisabilities.org that's the easiest way to get there um Come be part of the whole plan, you know, be part of the whole process, um, be part of the family. I mean, that's what we want you to do. So InvisibleDisabilities.org, we're on Facebook, we're on Google+, um, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> whatever, all those things. You know, we're on all of those. Um, and also and also InvisibleDisabilitiesWeek.org, which is our online community, which is a great place to be part of the community. Absolutely, Wayne. Thanks you. Thank you so much for for sharing that and giving out those resources because I think it's what needs to be heard. It's what needs to be out there. Also, if you want to know more about Wayne as well as Mandy and myself, go to my website, CassandraPerkinsRadio.com.
honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is Uncommon Moments with Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy and his wife Lauren on their Uncommon Marriage Adventure. Available now in paperback. Tony and I would like to make it clear that our intention today is to talk about having an uncommon marriage, not a perfect one. After 30 plus years of marriage, we're still learning how two very different individuals can grow closer together while becoming better versions of the person and the people that God created us to be. Our opinions don't always align perfectly. We certainly aren't marriage experts, but when we look back over our 30 plus years of marriage, three decades, that's a lot, we realize that we have learned some valuable principles that have carried us through life, through the good and the bad. The Uncommon Marriage Adventure by Tony and Lauren Dungy. Now available in softcover from Tyndale Momentum. More info at CoachDungy.com. Hi, this is Curtis Stone. You name a dish and I've prepared it thousands of times. But even I can't cook enough to feed all of the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. That's where the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks comes in. They gather surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families. We call them food angels, and you can be one too. Earn your wings at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Let's rejoin Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am joined with Wayne Cannell and Mandy Harvey here in the studio. Welcome back to the show, guys. Thanks so much for being on again. Second Woo-hoo. time. All right. Thanks, Cassandra. Yeah, absolutely. Round two. It's so great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I'd love to talk to Mandy for a little bit. You're an ambassador of IDA because you have your own personal story. So would you mind really sharing with us what your story is? Absolutely. You know, I grew up with a beautiful love of music it was always my passion but as a child you know I I had problems with my hearing I had inner tubules you know like all sorts of problems ear infections perforated eardrums surgeries you name it I had problems and so I thought why not do music it's my passion anyway what's the worst that can happen as I grew up I lost a little bit more hearing but it was okay it was still manageable when I was 18 years old I had a perfect storm kind of hit me and I lost all of my residual hearing in both ears in nine months so I went from being perfectly fine quote unquote you know just slightly hard of hearing to being profoundly deaf in a matter of months and losing my dream of being a music educator, I never wanted to perform. You know, I wanted to be in the background. I wanted to help make music better. And I had to do a complete, 
you know, 180 and changed my life around because of this new disability. Kind of what Wayne was talking about, about having to really change your your passion around, about having to take that passion and really rediscover yourself, right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I went through severe depression and uh, I was in a funk. I felt like I fell down a well and I couldn't do anything about it. And so I had to rediscover how to breathe again. You know, every single day was a challenge and just leaving my room because it was a constant reminder. We live in a world surrounded by noise, surrounded by sound. Even in quiet places, people pay a lot of money to go in these you know, tanks where it's silent, but you can still hear yourself breathe and you can still hear the water and you could still hear the air conditioning. And all of that stuff is what makes you feel like you're calm, you're normal life is real. When you don't have any of those sounds, you're very aware that you don't have any of those sounds. And it feels like you're living in a fake world for me, because I knew what it was supposed to sound like. I knew what that zipper was supposed to sound like so that I knew my pants were closed. I knew what the car door hitting itself so that you knew it latched, you knew it locked, that security sound. Those were things that I remember. And I I, for the life of me, when they were gone, felt like the car door was never closed. My pants were always going to be unzipped, that the air in my room didn't exist because I couldn't hear it turn on. And it was so scary. And I had to learn how to walk through life being okay with that. And that was the biggest struggle for me, not getting back to music. That was a whole other battlefield, but just being comfortable waking up and walking outside my room was a huge struggle. And it's something that I still struggle with today. Right. Absolutely. So first of all, how did you get past that point in your life where you wanted, you know, where you got out of this funk, you got out of this depression in your life, and then as, as well as having to rediscover yourself and rediscover your dream again? How, how did you get out of that? It, I'm a, a lot of work and I still have that problem right. today. You know, I, when you fall down a well, that's the best analogy I have for it. And a lot of people know what I'm talking about. You feel like you're sitting at the bottom of a dark, dark, deep well. And you have two choices. You can sit there forever and be upset forever and be angry and bitter and just refuse to live. Or you can make a conscious decision on a daily basis, an hourly basis, a minute basis to start the climb. And I had gotten to a place where I didn't recognize myself. I, I had let myself die, you know, and I was unhappy with life. But then I started to realize I wasn't just unhappy with the situation. I was disgusted with myself because I, I couldn't recognize who I was anymore. And I, I knew I was never going to be the same. So I grieved and I allowed myself to mourn the loss of my old life and stop trying to chase my old life. That was never going to happen again. You have to let that go and say, you know what? That person doesn't exist. This is who I am now. And I need to move forward and I need to figure out who I'm going to be. So I started fresh. 
Wow, that's an important message. And that's, you know, a difficult thing to have to do to have to completely, you know, start your life over, basically start your life over. So you found your passion. I mean, you sing beautifully, you play Aww. beautifully. Thank you. And I've been, you know, so blessed to be able to, to see you play live and to see you sing live. And it just brightens the room. And you're so inspiring, um, you know, not just because of your story, but because of who you are as an individual and, and your singing as well. But, you know, I just I love it so much. <laughs> and you get to discover that passion. You know, um, you know, like you said before, that this was always a passion in your life, that you've always loved music. So how did you find, I mean, you're sitting here talking to me right now, and I think this is very interesting to hear for, you know, my, my listeners to be able to hear this. You know, how are you able to, to communicate uh, on a daily basis? How are you able to communicate with me right now? With you, you know, we're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, and I'm basing it solely on lip reading. I've been lip reading since I was an infant because I had hearing problems my whole life. I you know, I didn't turn to sound right away. I was several months old before sound even started working. I've had my eardrums just stop vibrating. So I've been learning lip reading with and without sound for 18 years before even losing my hearing completely. And so it's a game. It's a puzzle. You get only this word and then you miss this word and then you get that word and then you miss this word and you get that word so you play this game where you're like all right what is the general idea of the sentence right. and you form that and then as you get to know the person and you're around that person more and more you start to understand like how they talk and and what words they like to use and and kind of like who they are as they as they move their mouth and it's it's very frustrating because a lot of people think oh well she can lip read everybody then I don't need to do anything I can't lip read 40% of anybody you know like there's there are people I meet on a daily basis that I wouldn't be able to get one word if I tried wow. and I, I just cannot read them and I don't understand 100% and it's a lot of work. So by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. And, you know, so when I'm home, I like to sign. I have friends who are interpreters or they've learned ASL and we just, we don't even talk at all. We just sign. And so that's where I like to be is my brain doesn't have to work so hard to communicate. I can just talk. Wow. So again, you found that group of people that can support you, that can be there for you and that can help you and, and, and deal with that and deal with what you're going through and be able to say, what can I do for you? And for you, it's taking a break from having to read lips all day yeah. and be able to sign. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, even if you go, when I go to a restaurant or something, I'll just write out my stuff to on a piece of paper to the waitress just to give myself a mental break so that I don't have to work every minute of every day. Absolutely. I think that's, Cassandra, that's one of the things that people forget is that when you're dealing with a disability, no matter what the disability it is, it is exhausting. Yeah. And constant. So, you know, it's constant. How do I adjust my life? You know, we talk about what we call the new normal, you know, but what is that new normal? It's a lot of hard work. I mean, like flying up on a plane up here without your service dog. Yeah. Right. I mean, the reality is, what happens on the plane? You don't know what's going on the plane, but they need to know that you're on the plane. So if something does happen, somebody can come tap you on the shoulder. Well, and when I'm at an airport, you know, because I I, I look normal, quote unquote. I think everybody you kind look of looks normal. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I get on a plane, when I go to the counter, I check in, I do my security. I don't talk at all. 
at the airport I only sign and I have to walk up to the counter sign and make sure they know that I can't hear because when they change those gates which they change all the time they make an announcement and I cannot hear it and I sit there and I miss my flight oh, wow. and so I end up sitting and they make me sit in one of the you know the the, the disability handicap seats and it pisses people off because I'm sitting there not because I want to, but because they asked me to sit there so they remember, hey, I need to be responsible right. for her. And if there are a bunch of people who need to sit in those seats, I'll stand right next to them. Kind of creepily, you know, I'll hover <laughs> over. <laughs> but. What's interesting about that is it really is that we have to remember with disabilities that everybody's disability is different. So even the people with disabilities have to remember that there's other people with right, disabilities right. that may be different than themselves. And sometimes the, the judgment is between each other, too. Absolutely. And, and there seems to be an unwritten competition. You know, and I, I think that that's horrible. You know, oh, well, you're you're dealing with fibromyalgia. Well, I'm dealing with, you know, bone cancer. It's like, great. Our stories don't need to be the same. They don't need to be comparable. Yours doesn't need to be worse. Yours doesn't need to be better. We're both dealing with something and we can both agree on that. Right. If you have two people with the exact same kind of cancer, the exact same kind of everything, everything identical, mentally and physically, their story, their life is going to be completely different right. from that other person. Right. And you have to be okay with that. Right. So, Mandy, you got involved with Invisible Disability Association, and you're ambassador, and so am I, which is so right. great. Yeah. Sandra, is, new ambassador. Oh, I'm so excited and so blessed. Welcome to the uh, team. I'm, it's the family, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, we also got Mrs. Ohio United States yeah. 2015. Yeah, and it's, it's just so great to find a, a group of people that are so supportive of one another. But why is this something that you wanted to get involved in, and really what is the message that you're con trying to convey to others out there? The reason why invisible disabilities is so important is every single person is dealing with something and we don't talk about it. We judge everybody on a constant basis. And if we're not experiencing that kind of pain, that pain doesn't make any sense. So it's not real. And so for me, I have fibromyalgia, I have connective tissue disorders, I'm, I'm profoundly deaf, and I, I have problems with all of my joints. I wake up and my fingers are dislocated, I've dislocated my leg. I live in a constant struggle that nobody sees. They just see me performing with a smile on my face, and they don't realize, I didn't perform for me, I performed for you. I'm not getting the same benefit from this concert as you are. And I think... If I can just say, you know what, I'm broken, I'm okay that I'm broken, let's be broken together, because everybody in some respect is broken, we can improve our lives, we can become better people, we can be connected on a level that we don't have to explain everything. We can just exist. Yeah, this is invisible no more that we talk about. Absolutely. That's what it means. It means that, that uh, um, we're all okay because yes. of this, even though... It is difficult, and we want people to understand that things are difficult, and we need to believe people that they're difficult. But and we need to stop judging each other right. because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm judging people because I'm defending somebody else. Well, no, you're still part of the problem. You, you're still adding 
fuel to a fire that doesn't even need to exist. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, Mandy, you started singing and you started playing, (laughs) which is so incredible. So I'd like to talk a little bit about how that happened, not being able to to hear yourself even sing, Um, you know, how that came about. And then I'd love for you to play a song for us. Oh, of course. So talk to me a little bit about how you're able to, to do that. Right. Well, every morning I... I set myself down and I find middle C. You can use a piano, you can use a friend. I use a visual tuner and I help myself. I find middle C and from there I can modulate to my starting notes and I can do a bunch of scales and and set myself in one place. If I can find middle C, I can find any note I need to. Fortunately for me, and, and this is just something I've been blessed with, is I've near perfect pitch. So that's you know, that helps. <laughs> and that's never a bad thing. Um, so, and I use my muscle memory from all of the work that I put in, but every single day I do those scales. Every single day I sing all day long. I make sure that while I'm singing, I'm pushing the, the air forward. You know, talking clearly is not natural. You, you, I talk the way I sing. And I make sure that I lift the palate in the back and I push air forward. And I mentally have to think every word that comes out of my mouth, I have to think and make sure I'm actually making noise. And so for, for getting back into music, it was scary and it was a struggle. And so finding, finding a starting notes, one thing, being able to sing a song, fine. You know, you can sight read, you can memorize, and I memorize like a crazy person. (laughs) But when it comes down to it, you have to stand in front of people and sing a song and you have no idea how it's going to come out. So for that, I had to just get over fear. And that fear was the, the only thing at that point that was preventing me from doing music is I convinced myself it's not possible. It shouldn't be. And once I said, you know what, it is possible and I'm going to do it even though I'm terrified, it it opened up all these doors to me figuring out my own ways of being able to play with other musicians, being able to feel them through the floor, being able to feel the bass through your chest, being able to feel yourself sing through just holding on to your throat. You know, there are so many different things that I've had to kind of pioneer just for myself. It's what works for me. Wow. Wow. So let's hear you. Let's hear you (laughs) sing. Okay. (laughs) I wrote this song called Try. It's about my personal experience with not being the same person I used to be. And at first, not being happy with that, but knowing that eventually I will love myself the way that I am. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Okay. It's in the key of G if that makes anybody happy. (laughs) I don't feel the way I used to The sky is gray much more than it is blue But I know one day I'll get through And I'll take my place again If I would try If I Try. 
as I know The only thing in my way Is me When I wrote this song, I really wanted to focus on the fact that I didn't have to have everything figured out today. I just needed to take that first baby step and actually make the decision to try. And I think people really want to have everything work out the first time, but you have to embrace failure. I love to fail. You learn so much about yourself. I don't live the way I want to. an inspiration to me me personally because of everything that you've had to go through in your life and, and on top of that you're a beautiful singer which is absolutely incredible and you know I know that you can't hear yourself sing but trust trust us it's incredible it is so beautiful and thank you for sharing that not only with my listeners but with everyone out there I think your story is a true inspiration well thank you absolutely you are amazing and you do amazing work and you should be so proud (laughs) you guys are just (laughs) I'm proud unbelievable here speaking of unbelievable I'd love to talk about this gala coming up and the week coming up so let's talk about it so we got a gala coming up on uh, Friday uh, October 23rd this is our eighth annual gala uh, the theme this year is called Hearing is Believing. And the reason for that is because is seeing is not believing, right? We don't believe people by seeing it. You know, you can Photoshop anything nowadays, but it really is about about hearing. It's about listening to somebody. It's about validating what they're going through. So Hearing is Believing. Mandy is actually receiving our But You Look Good Inspiration oh. Award. Uh, some of our other our honorees will be uh, Barbie Engel, who is the uh, head of the uh, Power of Pain Foundation, um, Josh Rizzo is getting our Invisible Heroes Award. He's the founder of PTSD United. Uh, Janet Elway, who is an amazing local uh, philanthropist, she's getting our Volunteer Award. Our Hearing is Believing Award is going to a young lady, LaFawn Biddle, who turned 90 this year, celebrating 90 <laughs> birth, not her 90th birthday the whole year. Um, wow. She actually has uh, her daughters are hearing impaired, and um, as well as her grandkids. Yeah. And so she's receiving her Hearing is Believing Award. But I will wow. tell you what's really cool, too, is that evening our headliner is a gentleman named Derek Amato. And Derek... Uh, Who was playing, on my show as well. Yes, have, playing football over a swimming pool like a wonderful, you know, 30-year-old, 40-year-old would do, <laughs> catches the football and hits his head in the shallow end of the pool um, and a massive concussion. Five days later, he's at a friend's house. He's a little keyboard over in the corner, kind of drawn to it, never played piano, never uh, never read music, and um, all of a sudden plays six hours of fully composed music. And that's what he's been doing now for about 10 years. He actually has a thing called synesthesia, where he actually sees the black and white, these notes almost, that run left to right in his head all the time. 
And people think, wow, I wish I could just hit my head and be a um, savant. But the reality is, is that uh, he also, uh, there's a lot of other issues he has to deal with as well from that. For one, he doesn't sleep, which uh, is not good for you either. But there's a lot of issues. And so Derek will be sharing his story, be singing. And I hear maybe there's a single out there that uh, Mandy and Derek did, and there might actually happen at at our gala. Not making any promises right now, but I will tell you what. the, this uh, this incredible beautiful voice played with uh, playing with Derek on the piano and um, I think it'll be an amazing thing to be at. Wow. Um, it's a uh, you can go to um, invisibledisabilities.org uh, to to sign up. The tickets are still available. Um, and do it right now. It's a fundraiser for us, so there is going to be you know an auction and a live auction and some great great gifts there. But just the whole evening is going to be an evening of really inspiration and perseverance. So, what is the goal of this week, Wayne? What is everyone coming together and, and being at this gala? What is the main goal of this week? So, um, the, the the biggest thing probably is awareness that people are dealing with invisible disabilities. But also for us, it, it is the end of kind of that's a big fundraiser for us as well. You know, we need to take the organization really to the next step. We're an all-volunteer organization, and it takes a lot to put on these programs. And so w- that's what it is. That's what the gala is about, too, as well, is to, uh, you know, to really raise funds. We need to um, – there are people all over the world. We have 150,000 followers on Facebook for a reason. Wow. Because people are saying, hey, you're saying what I put into – you know, you put into words what I, I've been trying to tell my friends and family. And so it's really this what I call a groundswell because people are like, hey, we're all dealing with this. It's time for a voice. And that's great about, about you, Cassandra. It's great about you, Mandy, is that you guys are a voice for these people who haven't had a voice. And that's what Invisible Disabilities is about, too, to say, you know what? We're real, and we want to be invisible no more. Right. Absolutely. And that's such a, an incredible thing to, to feel, to feel invisible no more. And what an amazing opportunity to feel that. What can we expect to see at the gala, you know, without giving too much away? Uh, what can no, we? You just got to be there. It's it's going <laughs> to be amazing. And and uh, by the way, during the day, we're also having an incredible brain symposium um, where we're going to at looking at nine different aspects of the brain, mental illness, autism, Alzheimer's, nutrition, mental training, humor, stroke, PTSD, traumatic brain injury. And you can get tickets for both of those. Uh, you can go to brainideas.org and you can go to the whole day. It's just going to be an incredible, um, you know, a time of just showcasing and saying, you know what, all the stuff that's invisible, it's not invisible, really. No. It's impacting people very visibly. It's and a we good wanna, mix and, of education with entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah, entertainment as well. And to be able to, again, bring a group of people who feel the same way, who, you know, in one way or another relate to this, is so great to have that group and that support be in one room and be able to show each other that love and be able to to bring out that, you know, that you're not invisible no more and that no matter what you're going through, that you understand, that we understand, that each of us individually understand what it feels like. You know, not everyone's situation specifically, but we know what it feels like to have to go through that. you know, being pushed away by others, feeling put down, feeling depressed, going through that depression, losing yourself, having to start all over again. We know what it feels like. And to be able to do that is so incredible. So when can anybody go to this event? So the Brain Symposium, we really want a lot of professionals to go to that as well so they can understand how to to handle these things. But anybody can go to the gala. I know it's a a fundraiser, so it does cost money. And I know some people are frustrated about that. But that's what it is. It's a fundraiser. But that's why we have Invisible Disabilities Week online. It's a virtual thing. 
and it really doesn't cost you a whole lot of anything to be involved in that and this huge movement going around the nation right now on invisible disabilities um, to, to just make a difference in people's lives. And Mandy, you're going to be there as well then, oh, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Uh, it's of course, be I wouldn't miss it. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, and you'll get to hear that melodious voice. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I, have a, I have a word for it. I call it hauntingly beautiful. Oh! Okay, okay. That's enough. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'd love to get both of your information where my listeners can find more about you, who you are. Mandy, let's start with you. Where can my listeners find more about you? Sure. Um, They can go to mandyharveymusic.com. I have three albums out right now. Try, the song that I sang today, is on my third album. So they can get that from my website, iTunes. I'm everywhere. You can Google, you know, deaf jazz vocalist. You'll find me. (laughs) We Um, just found out she had a Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's weird <laughs> i don't know it has my it has my age on there so I, I don't know if i'll have to hack that and be like oh as i get older just get rid of it no no but we can know. find more about you there yeah music Absolutely. now comedian next right yeah, yeah. and wayne really quickly we only have about three yeah, seconds invi- we- invisible disabilities.org invisible disabilities.org and again they're on all the social medias they're all out there absolutely i'm so glad to have you both in studio today and to be able to talk to my listeners and share your stories i can't wait to attend the event i can't wait to be there thank you both so much for being on the show today appreciate it love you, it. Love you, you too Cassandra. love you guys visible no more absolutely and if you want to find more about them as well as what i'm doing go to my website cassandraperkinsradio.com thank you all so much for listening and a big thanks to my producer jorge remember to love god love people and impact the world for christ Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Listen again every Tuesday from 4 to 5 plus the Saturday morning encore at 10 a.m. Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins right here on 810 KLVZ where love lives. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.